Welcome to Ready to Mosh, a podcast all about rock, metal and alternative music. I'm Kev P. And I'm Gem G. Each episode will bring you the latest news, talk about new releases and review gigs and festivals that we've been to. There'll be a smattering of guest interviews and a lot of random chat. As well as podcasts, you can also find us on Twitter and Instagram. Just search at Ready to Moshcast. Hello and welcome to episode four of Ready to Mosh. I can't believe it's four weeks, but here we are. I know, that's flown by already, hasn't it? It certainly has. And we should probably start with the news as normal. So there's some good news from Bloodstock. They've confirmed that Malevolence are now replacing Hatebreed and headlining the Sophie stage on Saturday. So that's great news. And I'm probably going to watch Malevolence at Bloodstock because they're also at download on the second stage on Saturday, but it kind of frees up. A yeah. potential spot, I think. Yeah, I was thinking the same. Plus the headline slot, they'll obviously do longer as well. I think it's probably their first big festival headliner at least. So I think that'll be a better one to watch out of the two. Yeah, I, I think they'll, they'll pull all the stops out for that one. So that's really, yeah. good, really good news. And they've also got a new album coming out called Malicious Intent. And that's released on the 20th of May. Yep, so by the time this goes out, it will already have been out have a few days. Two, and, three days. Yeah, and I'll be giving that a listen as well this week. Yep, so really looking forward to that. There's also some news about Download Festival. They've announced a fancy dress theme this year, and it's New Metal, which I actually commented on the post when they first did it, and my instant tweet was, that's not a fancy dress theme, that's a way of life. Yeah, who's not still wearing clothes like new metals a thing? Because it is. I think I still wear. I've still got a corn t-shirt somewhere. You have, yeah. Sure, I've got one. You got your Slipknot t-shirt. I've got Slipknot t-shirts. Yeah, so new new metal never died. No, I mean not quite wearing quite so many studs as I used to, but I've still got some somewhere. It is hard for me to get baggy jeans though. I can't find baggy jeans anywhere. Ah, see, I've just got a pair recently again. And kind of over skinny jeans now, I think. Well, that's it. So apparently, new metals, new metals, a fancy dress theme now, which is just complete horseshit. Um, my favourite comment was, "That's like asking people to wear football shirts at a football match, really, isn't it? Asking people to dress, yeah, that way at download." But yeah, we'll see what happens. A couple of bits of news from me. Probably all aware of this, but the My Chemical Romance tour is underway in the UK. It's the first time they've been here for a long time. So there'll be lots of happy <laughs> emos. <laughs> yeah, I can't... Well, I don't know when the last time they were here were. But obviously they've taken a break, haven't yeah, they? they? Went, so it's a good go 10 years, I think. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, that's underway. I think they've already done... They did their Eden project to kick off. They've done a few dates in Milton Keynes. And then Dublin, Warrington, Cardiff and Glasgow. Intrigued about some of the support bands they've got. They've obviously got some smaller bands, but this was announced a few months ago now, I think. But one of the main support is Placebo. That tours the wrong way around. Yeah, I just can't understand Placebo being a support, a support band for anyone, anyone, really. And I know the Eden Project one also had Frank Turner supporting them so as for, well. So. For, Frank Turner, I kind of get. He's, yeah. he, he doesn't have the same... Although he's really popular, he's not got the same draw as Placebo. Placebo do arenas. Yeah. So why they why would they even support? I don't know. I, I They've don't obviously get that 
obviously got their reasons for that one. Um, they've also released a new single last week ahead of the tour starting, which is The Foundations of Decay. I did give it a listen earlier, just the one listen, so I can't really review it, but it was six minutes long, which if you know what my attention span's like anyway, it didn't grasp me. It's very different to their older stuff anyway, which is fine. Might give it another listen though, just to see. New Direction's fine, but yeah. I'll probably treat it like their old stuff too and just give it a wide berth. Yeah, you're not a fan, are you? No. Not a massive fan myself, but there are some songs that I quite like they've done. So The other bit of news I've got is that Ghost have just announced another US tour. Just finished their European tour and they did the US tour earlier this year. For those who don't know, when Ghost do their announcements, they put a new chapter onto youtube so it's like a little i didn't know that did you not know that no. oh, go back and watch the chapters they're good so there's one of them that went live a few days ago and basically just announcing that they're in the u.s later this year i think it's august september one interesting point that is raised in it is that papa nihil says you've only done 24 so far and you need to do 150 so that's implying there's a lot more touring to do for the new album so hopefully there'll be some uk and europe dates again Maybe so is that a re- reference to the amount of dates they've done? Yeah, that's what it was implying. So. Okay, so that's 125 dates. Where, where have they done so far? So they've done the UK. They did UK Ireland. and Europe, massive tour. They've just finished. They also did some US tour dates at the start of the year, but I don't know if that part of the same Imperator tour. Uh, I don't know. I'm actually wearing the Ghost you Tour are, t-shirt. Aren't you? What I mean is I don't know if the US tour was counted as part of this okay, because it was yeah. before the album was released and now they've released the album and started the tour in the UK and Europe. Yeah, hopefully some more UK and Europe dates coming up for that. That could be good because it means they could, well, it kind of leads on to something we've thought about before that we're going to bring up in another episode. Yeah. So but in fact, we'll leave that, we'll leave that We'll leave that there. Um, just another point relating to Ghost as well, that on the last night of the tour in Hungary, they did post a very interesting end of tour photo. So go and have a look on Instagram, or I think it was on Twitter as well. Yeah. Leave that one there. Yeah. <laughs> Review time. So I've been listening to Master Boot Record this week. Master Boot Record's got a new album out called Personal Computer. And I'll be honest, I don't know if it's me getting old, but I have no idea what the hell this is supposed to be. I've never heard of the band, so I can't really comment. Okay, well, I'm going to read you their Spotify blurb, as it were. So this is their genuine blurb. I am a 486DX 33MHz 64MB processing avant-garde chiptune. Synthesized heavy metal and classic symphonic music. 100% synthesized, 100% dehumanized. Okay, interesting. Yeah, so I I was listening to the I've been listening to this um, today, and it's I think the best way to describe how it starts is and for the majority of the album, if you go and listen to early Mortis, so things like the Stargate or Crypt of the Wizards. Hmm. If you listen to any of that, there was almost like a Legend of Zelda type music to it. Yeah, and this seems like a newer version of that, but. Um, kind of like an 80s sort of, I don't know, Daily Thompson's Decathlon or some kind of um, 80s gaming vibe to it. You're not selling it to me. I'm not trying to. <laughs> um, <laughs> Interestingly, some of the guitar work in it is really, really good. Mm. But there's just the annoying gaming high-pitched 80s tunes just, oh, it's horrible. Um Yeah. Master Boot Record get over 160,000 monthly listens. 
So maybe I am getting old. Maybe this is the way forward, but it's it's not for me. It's not your brew. No, and and I love industrial music, and that's what mm. this is classed as. But I love industrial, and th- but this is no, this is just not for me. Okay, that's <laughs> all we've got to say on that. Yeah, one. you know, by all means, check it out. But I'm I'm just not a huge fan. Okay, I might one day give it a listen when I've got nothing else going on. <laughs> when when the rest of the world's ended. Yes, when Spotify <laughs> has nothing else on it. <laughs> Okay, well, mine are a bit more positive. I've done singles again this week. I've got two. First one is Lake Malice, Magic Square. If you're not familiar with Lake Malice, they are an alt metal duo. We first came across them because they supported Death Blooms on their headline tour in February, March. When we saw that they were the support act, gave them a listen on Spotify, but they'd only got a couple of tracks, so didn't have a lot to go on, and they pretty much blew us away, didn't they, live? They were amazing. I believe that was their first live shows as well that they did for that tour. It was, yeah. Which you couldn't tell at all. No, they they looked seasoned pros. They They were really, really good. Um, but yeah, the latest single, Magic Square, it's based on apparently the rise of true crime documentaries since the pandemic, really, and people's growing obsession with those. And it's got a really good gory video to go along with it. Sound-wise, it's got kind of a mix of new metal, electronics, some hip-hop, some really cool riffs going on. And Alice, or Alice, I believe it is, according to her Twitter profile, yeah. her vocals are amazing. She's got some really growly, shouty tones going on and then also some kind of rap then some melodic going on in the chorus so yeah it's really good really catchy i have i've I've not seen the video but i've listened i have listened to the track Mm. and i really like it too yeah they're definitely going to be big and if they're not a download next year there's something gone wrong so yeah something's gone very wrong in the world yeah they've also i think it was hacktivist they recently supported last month and they've also got a couple more dates coming up with death blooms for some pre-download shows yeah i saw those um, unfortunately, they're just a little too far away from us to... I think it's pretty much at the start of download, so yeah. I don't think we could go. But if you are nearby, I think one's in Stoke. One's in Stoke. And, and the one... other one is in Swindon? Possibly. But yeah, definitely if you're nearby, go check them out and give them a listen. Highly recommend and definitely watch this space because I think they'll be big. Yeah. My other one, completely different, is The Who, their new single... That's the H.U. Who, by the way. This is Mongol. The Who are Mongolian folk rock heavy metal. Different. Yeah, it's it's Um, an unusual combination. Yeah, I first came across them because they were at Download 2019. I didn't end up actually seeing them, but I did listen to them a bit prior. And then they kind of fell off my radar. And then this single came up on Spotify's kind of new metal releases playlist. And it just got stuck in my head of all the ones that came up. This one was just in there. Yeah, I, I heard this. I heard this one as well, and from what I I didn't listen to it a lot, but from what I did hear, it seemed really, really good. Yeah, you can definitely sense the kind of the folk music within it, mm. if that makes sense. So that kind of vibe, but then you've got kind of chuggy, repetitive riffs and chords and metal undertones. There's also, I think it's a some kind of um, fiddle solo in the middle. <laughs> Everybody loves a fiddle solo, of course. Got no idea what they're singing about because it is all in Mongolian. But yeah, it's just really good. It reminded me a bit of maybe kind of Clutch or Monster Magnet. Yeah. Those kind of eyes, but a bit faster, a bit more speeded up, but that kind of dirgy sound going on. So that is from their second album. I don't know any release information for that, but another one to look out for when it does get released. Yep. Looking forward to that. That's me for the reviews this week. 
Right, it's time for Rock the Week, where we look back on this week in rock and metal history. So my first one this week is from the 23rd of May, 1991. Apparently on this day, the photos for Nevermind were took. Oh. So there, it's a random one. Apparently, if you didn't know, the concept of the whole baby underwater came about because Kurt and Dave saw a documentary on water babies and, I don't know, thought it looked cool. Many different babies photographed and um, Spencer Eldon was the one that went on the cover and we all know how that's gone since. (laughs) Yeah, subsequently suing the band. Bit of a dick, really. Yes, and all the rest of it. But anyway, I just thought that was an interesting day to look back on. My other one is also from the 23rd of May in 1996. This was when Metallica released their Until It Sleeps video, which was the first time they were seen with short hair. I can't actually remember the video. I can't off the top of my head, but I was just looking back on the facts this week and that I thought was hmm, different. Which album was that from? Was that Gary Jink? I thought it was on the Black Album, but 96 seems too late for that, No, Black, it? Black Album's way before 96. Exactly. Black Album was about 90. Yeah. Load. It was on the Load album. So, yeah. First time they'd been shorn, as it were. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then my final one was from the 24th of May, 2014. This is from our own personal music archive. We went to see Nine Inch Nails at Nottingham Marina. Oh, yes. That was an amazing... You made it through the entire gig. I didn't faint. Yeah. Yeah. We'll leave that story for another time. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I remember that. That was actually a really cool gig. It was, wasn't um, it? Nails would... Resnan just absolutely killed it. Yeah, I can't absolutely. remember who the support was for that one. I can't either. Which is weird. I normally can always remember the support I remember... Th- I remember... I remember the support the first time. Yeah, that was Lady It was Lady Tron, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's really weird yeah. that we can't remember. Feel like I should have looked that up. Yeah, <laughs> never mind. But okay. anyway, we were there. Right. So usual for me, um, single and an album. So I start with the singles. UK singles charts in two thousand and three this week. Uh, Girls and Boys was at number one by The Good Charlotte. The Good Charlotte. Yes, The Good Charlotte. No, Good Charlotte. <laughs> no. What, what? Yes, Good Charlotte. Yes, not The Good the Charlotte. Good Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> I said The Good Charlotte. I don't know. Uh, yeah, so Good Charlotte were at number one. Interestingly, this song also made number six in the UK singles charts. Oh. Yeah, it, it was... I didn't think it was that big, but... No, was... I remember it being on Kerrang! a lot, but that doesn't necessarily reflect the UK chart, does it? So No, and that was from the album The Young and the Hopeless. Yeah. Which was which was a big album, mm. but I, I don't... I didn't realise how big that single was. Again, there's been a couple that we've come across that have been like that, where yeah. just because you're kind of immersed in that music, you don't realise exactly. it's, it's had bigger impact in, yeah. in the mainstream charts. You saw it a lot on Kerrang! and good old Scuzz as well. Scuzz, yeah. But yeah, you don't realise outside of that, because if you don't listen to the charts, you don't really know what's going on. What's occurring. On. Then the album charts is the Guns N' Roses' Greatest Hits was released in... A year I can't remember. I feel it was around 2004. Yeah? Yes. In fact, it was, I'm sure it was 2004. Um, so I'll have to double check that. Uh, it spent 12 weeks at number one, and 10 of those weeks were consecutive. And there's a really interesting piece about this. It was released, the, the thing was packaged up and released by Geffen. Because of the delay of Chinese democracy? It was 2004. Excellent. (laughs) 
Yeah, so it was released because of the delay of Chinese Democracy, which took a hell of a long time to come out. The most expensive album ever made, that, I think. But back to this one, when this uh, got released, it was actually subject to lawsuits from Axel, Slash and Duff, even though they weren't talking to each other. They all opposed it and communicated through lawyers to file injunctions against it. I actually thought it was Slash and... I thought Axel wanted to to release it and Slash and Duff fought against Mm. it, but it turns out it was all three against Geffen, which I I didn't realise. Yeah, this was seven times platinum in the UK and five times platinum in the US. I remember buying this album because it was really before the days of any streaming service and I think it was two songs that weren't previously released by Guns N' Roses Mm. that had been packaged out. So the only way to actually listen to those songs was to buy the to buy the album. So despite owning all of the Guns N' Roses album, I had to buy that as well. Yeah, I was going to say, they'd have to have something special on it because most people would already have the other albums. Yeah, exactly, yeah. The um, the majority of the songs are from the Use Your Illusion pieces and Appetite for Destruction. Mm. They they pretty much filled the album. Yeah. Yeah, so I just thought that was uh, an interesting piece there. Just going back to the Nine Inch Nails, um, it was Cold Cave who supported them in 2014. I remember the name, but I, I really can't remember them. No, I remember watching them. Now I've heard the name. I just, re- I just remember a long yeah. delay in what they're watching nails. Yeah, I definitely know that we watched some, if not all of them, yeah. but obviously didn't stay in my brain very long. <laughs> well, you say very long. It was a long time ago. It was, true. So on to, eventually, Shikari. We're saying eventually Shikari because this gig was a long time coming. It was originally scheduled for November 2020 and then May 2021, then December 21. And then that got postponed until May 22. And it got postponed on your birthday last It did time. the last one. Yeah, thanks for that. That was a birthday treat, wasn't it? So eventually Shikari finally happened last night and our ears are still ringing, but we're here to give you a review of Shikari and the support bands as everything unfolds and trash vote. When the tour was originally announced, the support was going to be Nova Twins and Dinosaur Pilot. Yeah, I I was really looking forward to seeing Dinosaur Pilot, but I would have taken as everything unfolds over Nova Twins. I was quite looking forward to seeing Nova Twins because I quite like them and I haven't seen them before. Yeah. And Dinosaur Pilot we have seen, but again, yeah. I was happy with that support, but also happy with the replacements, really. Yeah, we're both Trash Boat fans, so it was it was good to see Trash Boat. Um, have we seen as everything unfolds before? No, haven't seen them before. So they were at the pilot, but we missed them. We did, yeah. But yeah, it's always a bonus any gig that's got good support, isn't it? I'd, I'd really. say this is possibly the best support I've seen for any gig. Yeah, it's up there, definitely. You know, you know, for kind of that size venue? Yeah. Because normally you, you don't get bands that are, I suppose, as popular or good as mm. Trash Boat and as everything falls. That's true. And we always get in there early anyway to get a good spot. Yeah, it will. So. I mean, it, there's a couple of good reasons for it. You get a deep, you know, you get a better spot. Mm. And it's... I, I'm at the point now where I think it's better to support the smaller bands as well, if possible. Yeah, I was going to say that. I mean, we like to get a good spot, but we also like to watch the support bands, whether they are bands that we already like or bands that we're not so familiar with. Yeah. It's always good to give them a watch anyway. Well, it is. For, for I mean, for when the next step up for them is to start doing their own shows or supporting yeah. other bands. Anyway, back to last night. We were in there about quarter past six, I think. We got yeah, I indoors think... were open at six, so we were in... 
pretty much straight away and there was already quite a lot of people in there. That's one of the busiest I've seen it for that early. For that early, definitely. We just managed to squeeze onto the balcony at Rock City. If you're familiar with the venue at all, then you'll know what we're talking about. But often you can still rock up later on and get a spot on the balcony. Yeah, even even through kind of like maybe an hour before. Yeah, but we pretty much bagged the last available space there, which was good. So got ourselves installed for the evening. The first band on was Everything Unfolds. Yeah, and I'd forgotten how much I actually like As Everything Unfolds. Yeah, I really like them. I was listening to them last year, kind of around the time of Download Pilot, in case we saw them there, and then hadn't listened to them for a while, but the last couple of weeks, knowing that they were upcoming, I was listening to the album again. The the first album was launched last year? It was, yeah. Was it March last year, I think? Sounds about right. Yeah, so As Everything Unfolds, really good. A couple of things I did notice, you know, and this is not a criticism of the band, but the stage seemed really small for six people. I thought that as well, but obviously they'd got three drum kits on there yeah. being up first. So that takes up quite a bit of room. So they did seem quite squashed up, but like you say, yeah. six people. And and six, I mean, the, the stage at City's not huge either, is it? No. In reality, it's, compared to the rest of the event, when you look at the size of the venue, it's not yeah. that big. But yeah, so it's it's not, you know, it's not a criticism of them. I think it's more of the amount of kit that was out there, like you said. Yeah, the amount of kit and the amount of members they have, but that's just one of those things, really. I don't think it detracted from the performance at all. No, not at all. They didn't play many tracks either. They only played six tracks. They did, yeah. I think they had about, was it half an hour set? Yes. I'd really like to see them do a little bit longer. So hopefully maybe next year or so they might, you know, they might be doing a maybe a higher support slot to somebody. Yeah, so possibly. that would be good. Yeah, I imagine probably their download set this year because they're quite early on. I think will be probably similar length. Yeah, it's going to be a 30 yeah. minute set, yeah. I also thought there were audio issues. I did think that with the vocals. Vocals, yeah. I mean, Charlie's got amazing vocals. Her vocal range is incredible. I would, yeah, I was going to say the same. I did think, and I don't know, there were times when she was really, really quiet, and I yeah. think that was possibly the audio in the venue, I'm not sure. Yeah, I I just think there, was, I think there were audio issues for a mm. lot of the night. There seemed to be too much, was it the keyboard was coming through too much? I don't know, I didn't notice that. I, I noticed it kind of yeah. like quite overpowering compared to, to Charlie's vocals, and it was, I, I think it started to get better towards the end. It was. We've had that with support bands before, though, where they've come on and the sound has just been a bit off and they've kind of improved. It was still an amazing performance from them, I thought. Definitely set the night up well. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's really good exposure for them as well to support mm. Shikari. Oh, definitely. So they had their us. own kind of set of fans mm. there, but I think there was a lot of people who yeah. you know, perhaps never heard of them and it's given them a chance to maybe get some new fans. And like I say, I really enjoyed them thought they were really good. Yeah, my highlights were Grayscale. I really like that song. Yeah. And On the Inside, which I think is the yeah, most popular it's, it's one, the most, the most popular, listened yeah. on Spotify, but it is an amazing song. I love it. And it, yeah, it was amazing to see that live. Yeah, likewise. I'm, I'm the same as you on that. Um, yeah, Grayscale was good, On the Inside. I think, it, is it Wallow? With the vo- the real growling vocal range? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely incredible. Yeah. Uh, and like I say, interestingly, it's like the between us the tracks we really enjoyed the most were the last three. So obviously that's, again, back to the, the audio issues of City. Interesting that you kind of picked out the same. But yeah, like I said, amazing start to the evening. Yeah, yeah. and then Trash Boat were the next band up. They were, yeah. We saw Trash Boat on their own tour last October. Was it that long ago? Yes. Wow, I thought it was more recent than that. No, I think it was end of October we saw them at Rescue Rooms in Nottingham. So obviously a much smaller venue we saw them there, which is about 
400 capacity yeah. compared to Rock City's 2000. But by the time Trash Boat came on, it was pretty full, I would say. Yeah, I'd, I'd say it was close to capacity. Yeah, definitely on the floor. It was There seemed a, a fair bit of room upstairs. They did, actually, surprisingly, round us. And I've, I've, seen, I've seen it get a lot busier upstairs before and mm. still be yeah, I have busier actually, downstairs. Because we know if Rock City's sold out, it's usually very sold out very to sold the absolute out, yeah. limit. Possibly because the rescheduled dates, maybe people couldn't go, so it might have been slightly, slightly under. under. Yeah. Uh, or it might just be your average Shikari plan just wants to be down on the floor moshing because the whole floor was heaving. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't want it to be down there. It was looked absolutely insane. But anyway, back to Trash Boat. Um, they played six songs as well. Interestingly, they were all from the last album, Don't You Feel Amazing? Which is an incredible album. It is an amazing album. I did think they might have mixed it up a little bit with a couple yeah. of older tracks, but wasn't complaining because I love every track that they played. So I thought they would have played more. I thought they would have had a bit more time. Yeah, because on the set times, it looked like they might they they have like about five or ten minutes, minutes yeah. longer than as everything unfolds. I, I was expecting a couple more songs. Yeah, I mean, Toby was quite chatty between songs as he well. He was, yeah. So, as he just tend to be, like to do his little political rants. rants. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't sure if rants was the right word, but you said it too, so. which is fine. Yeah, I think there was again. This is and this is not a band criticism. I think this is more of a crowd criticism that a lot of the crowd really didn't understand or get motivated for when he was trying to get them to do things. Yeah, there was kind of a core huddle in the middle of the pit yeah. that were really into them. You could see they knew them and they were singing along. Yeah. But like even the people that were sitting next to us just didn't seem they weren't clapping or showing any support for them. Yeah, which I thought it was, was a really bit weird. Odd. I've I've never seen that before because normally when a you know when a band asks, you know wants to split the crowd so everybody yeah. can get a pit going, it happens. Yeah, and it, but it just didn't, and I don't know why that happened. I don't know. Maybe they just didn't click with some Shikari fans. Yeah, potentially. But, again, yeah. I think there were possibly some more tech issues with the vocals again. At the start, mm. it, the start just seemed a little bit off, but then picked up a lot quicker than it did with yeah. um, the first band. And just kind of going back to the sizes that you mentioned, so we saw them at rescue rooms, which is mm. 400 capacity. Yeah. And they could easily pack that out. Yeah. Absolutely. And I feel they're too big for the rescue rooms now. Oh, yeah, I would agree with that now. But they're not quite big enough for City, which is 2,000. So, and So I think their venues now... Are either going to have to be sort of supporting people like Shikari yeah. in two thousand mm. capacities, or trying to get somewhere maybe kind of like do you think eight hundred? Yeah, somewhere in between. Which obviously those venues exist. We just don't yeah. have one in Nottingham. Yeah, we we just not got one really local to us. But they're kind of they're on that they're in that weird sort of limbo for for the region mm. that we're in. Just going back to the set list for them. So they opened with Silence is Golden, which is a great track. Yeah, always comes across well. Bad Entertainment was great, and Charlie from As Everything Unfolds came on and did Milky Way's part for that. Which yeah, she was, did. Yeah, that was amazing to see. Loved that. Alpha Omega always gets the I crowd love that, involved. Yeah. Don't, Don't you, you feel, feel amazing? Yeah, really good. Yeah, that's just always an amazing performance when they do it that. Is, yeah. It's just kind of slow and sleazy, and it's just and he's so good. And that is that my is... favorite Trash Boat song. Yeah, I, do you know what I was thinking about the the track list last night that they played. And I think of all those six songs, it's hard for me to pick a favourite. I think they're, mm. they've all got so... They're all kind of slightly different. Yeah, I think that's why I love their most recent album as well, yeah. because there are so many different styles within it, and that's obviously different to their previous two albums, which are more kind of a pop-punk. Pop-punk, punk, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I, I prefer the new direction. Yeah. So I'm, re- I'm really into Trash Boat right yeah. now. Yeah, and to be honest, I never really came across them until probably the download pilot last year. Same. But then started listening to them and couldn't get enough. Exactly, yeah. And I do like their older stuff, but that new album, I just love it. Again, an excellent choice of support. It's kind of, for that venue, that's the support that Trash Boat need to be doing to bands mm. like Shikari. So then, on to the last one. Yeah. Eventually. Mm. Eventually, Shikari. Eventually, Shikari. Came on. The first thing that I loved about Shikari's set was the countdown that they had on yeah. prior to that. So they had, obviously, sound techs were doing their checks and they've got some lights going on, but they had an announcement about the journey into the great unknown with starting in 15 minutes. Yeah. And at I just, first, I just had a panic because this announcement came over the tunnel and I thought they were going to evacuate the building or something. <laughs> and then I realised, because it was hard to hear, actually, what they were saying to start it, with. It was, it was, yeah, because everybody was talking. And were... it was like a female voice, which sounded like your standard emergency procedure tannoy announcement. So I was like, well, what? I think that might have been the plan. Well, anyway, but then they kept counting down like every, I think it was five minutes, then it went down to every two minutes and then yeah. every minute. So that was just a really cool... It was a, it was a cool intro, yeah. And they had some very interesting pre-set music. It was mainly 60s, wasn't it, going yeah. on, which was different. Different, yeah. That was cool. I think one of the things we should mention that we've not actually spoke about yet is that this was the second night of a two-nighter. It was, yeah. So I know when the original dates got announced, it was, I think, a Thursday and a Friday. Yeah. So we went for the Friday, not being a school night. And I think the next time it was a Saturday, and then it was a Tuesday, and then we ended up back on a Friday. But yeah, it was night two. And it was there nice were week, yeah. quite a few people, it would appear, were there for both nights. Yeah, but, um, a friend of ours was there for both nights. Yeah. It was interesting because it didn't feel like any energy was lost either. No, not at all. Despite playing the same venue. And I think the set lists were exactly the same. Yeah, we had a quick look on Set List FM. Yeah, so we had a quick check there. And yeah, so the set seemed identical, which was... Which was interesting. I think I'd, I think I'd have been annoyed if I'd done both nights because I'd have wanted to see different, mm. or at least in a different order. Yeah, I was a bit surprised that they did same set twice. Yeah, I mean they've got such a huge back catalogue they can work mm. with. But I don't know why they didn't. I mean, they, they must have the reasons for not wanting to do that. Yeah, I mean potentially part of it could be just because like the lighting setup is so very precise. Yeah, and, and it's a familiarity for yeah. them. However, I yeah. say there's familiarity. Rao did forget some words to. Um, he did. Yeah, he did joke at one point about forgetting some words. And I think, pre- I can't remember which song it yeah, was. Yeah, he'd done it the previous night. And he actually did it to Live Outside last night. Yeah, which of, of all, all of songs. All songs. Yeah. But anyway, that was fine. We sang along and helped him out. Just back to the start of the show then. So they did the Live Outside fanfare intro to come on to. Yep, really good uh, trumpety section for anybody that knows it. Yeah, not a fan of trumpets myself, but that worked well. <laughs> and then straight into The Great Unknown. Another great track. That, that was actually one of my favourite ones of the night. Yeah, I thought that was a good opener. Yeah, it, it, it gets everybody really going, doesn't mm. it, that? Then I got Juggernauts down as one of my um, my next favourite ones. Yeah, really enjoyed that. I love that song, and it's always a good one live. I think every time we've seen them live, they've played it. Yes, they have. So there was kind of a trio of Destabilised Snake Pit. Yeah. And Juggernaut, it's kind of really heavy. You got everyone bouncing, the whole floor was shaking. And then... Yeah, I've never felt the floor move so much upstairs. Yeah, I think this as well, when you were looking down on the crowd, you normally see your pit in the middle. And just down below, we were kind of, as you look at the stage to the right, there was even a pit down there. Oh, I didn't see that. And normally, you stand at the side, you think you're in a safe place, but there was its own little circle pit kept appearing oh, okay. on the edge. So the whole floor was pretty much a pit. Yeah. Definitely glad I was looking down on it. Yeah. 
but yeah after that trio then it kind of slowed down a bit into modern living off the latest album to give everyone a breather i think yeah. and return to energize apparently row tripped his tooth in that one chipped not chipped. tripped chipped his tooth <laughs> And then anaesthetist. Now, I, I always love anaesthetist. I do. And it seemed like an extended version of it as well with yeah, some it additional like, it was a, remix Yeah, it was a remix version, yeah. Yeah, I love that one. That that was really good fun. Satellites was amazing. Oh, I love that song. That is one of my all-time favourite Shikari's, definitely. You've got a lot of all-time favourite Shikari songs. <laughs> I have, haven't I? <laughs> but that one is just something about that song. I love it. They played Rabble Rouser, um, followed by Sorry You're Not a Winner. Back to back, and I mean, I love both of those, and they were great to see sort of back to back. They, I think, they were probably the two biggest sort of like pops of the night for me. Yeah, can't argue with that. And we had Gandhi, mate, Gandhi. <laughs> yeah, track thirteen. Um, Mothership and Solidarity just all mixed into each other as well. Interestingly, they didn't have a quick fire round last night. So whether they've stopped doing that, whether they do like thirty seconds, yeah, snippets, didn't they? They used to do that. They did. I remember. I also remember seeing them at City once, and they played Insomnia. Yeah, I remember watching that. It was a few a few years ago now. Mm. And but the way that they just broke into Insomnia. Um, so for anybody that doesn't know, Insomnia was a huge dance hit by Faithless in the mid nineties. Nineties, yeah, yeah. And they basically did a cover version of mm. that, sort of halfway through, yeah. halfway through the set, which was really cool. They didn't do anything like that this time. No. After Solidarity, they went off for their encore break, and then Rao came back to do a solo version of Constellations. With an annoying crowd. Really irritating. Yeah, he came on and he asked people to be quiet while he did it and people didn't. And then he started playing it and then he stopped because people wouldn't shut up. And I get people chatting between songs or even during the support band. I don't like it, but people do it. If you're not interested in the band, fair enough. But when the band you've paid for is on and their lead singer is on asking you to be quiet, shut up. Shut the fuck up. Seriously, People were just shouting that, weren't they? Just shut up. Oh. Bless him, he carried on eventually and did it, and it was a beautiful performance. It but was. It was I, I think there the crowd, was still people I think the, talking. Uh, yeah, I think the crowd quietened down once he just kind of went, basically took the attitude of, oh, fuck it, I'm just going to do it. Yeah, I think once he got to the chorus and people twigged and they were singing along, that yeah, helped a bit as that well. That helped a little but, bit too, yeah. Yeah, the rest of the band came back on, and we had the final trio of Tina, Dreamers Hotel and Live Outside. Yes, yeah. To finish, which is... A solid finish. Solid finish, yeah, that was the word. I think the only ones that I was kind of... I hoped they'd play, but I kind of get why they didn't, was Stop the Clocks, but obviously that was the last tour. Uh, but it's a great mm. it's a great track. Yeah. What was funny, actually, is we put Shikari on as we were driving home, and I think about four songs came on, and they were like, oh, they didn't play this one, they didn't play this one. And if you look <laughs> at that set list, you'd be happy with it. You'd be happy with it, yeah. And then it was like, oh, they didn't play Stop the Clocks, they didn't play... Torn apart. Yeah, I think that's a great sort of advertisement for Shikari that mm. we've come away going. We, mm. we, you know, we listened to four songs around gone. They didn't play this, 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 or this. Yeah, but when you think they've but, been around fifteen years, they've got six studio albums. Yeah, so they've got a lot of back catalogue. Yeah, and all and, of it's good. But so. the, you know, they, they played twenty amazing tracks, and if you can bang out twenty tracks live that everybody enjoys, mm. but then you can still go home and go. Oh, we missed all of these tracks. Mm. That shows you the body of work that they've got. Yeah, it really does, and, and the quality of the body of the work that they've got. Mm. Uh, interestingly, as well, there was um, no shoe thrown last night at Rao, which uh, happened allegedly on Thursday night. Somebody from out of the crowd just randomly, basically, just launched a shoe at the stage. 
which Rao just kind of apparently nonchalantly just caught midair. Yeah. Who the hell is throwing a shoe at the lead singer of the band you've come to watch? Maybe just if in the middle of a pit and you find a random shoe and it's in your way, you just... Maybe they didn't aim it at him, it was just... You wouldn't throw it at the stage, though. And, yeah, another kind of funny one uh, last night was... um, Rob Rolfe complaining, quite a tongue-in-cheek complaint that um, nobody was chanting his name after after all the crowd started chanting for Rory. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I had a bit of a scalp. Why did the drummers never get any credit? Yeah, that, that made me laugh. So he got a little chant as well. Yeah, I think that's another thing I love about Shikari is the whole band interact with the crowd. Yeah, it's, it's, not, got, it's not just yeah. the lead singer of, yeah. the, of a band. It's every yeah. member of the band is kind of important. Yeah, they've all got their mics on because they all contribute to the vocals as well. So and then they all just... They have little chats in chats. between. Yeah. Like in between themselves and the crowd. Yeah. Uh, which is always fun. I suppose we should, should mention some dates. So just for all three bands. Yeah. As everything unfolds, are, I've got eight dates left in the UK. They are with Trashboat in... Huddersfield, Middlesbrough, Edinburgh, Stoke, York, Hull, Liverpool, Download. Yeah. Then Europe. A couple of those will have already passed when this goes out. Yes, they, they will have done so. Huddersfield, Middlesbrough's probably already gone. Yeah. And I think so. Edinburgh will be the next one. And Trashboat are on a hell of a tour. It's really extensive. Mm. I didn't realise how big it was. So we saw them on the 20th of May. And they are touring right through into next year. So they're doing mm. right up to March. So they're doing UK, Europe. Doing a huge tour of America. Then on to Australia. No, sorry. No, they're not on to Australia. So they're doing UK, Europe, America. It's a massive tour in America. Then they're going back to Europe. And then they're doing the UK again. And, you know, they're supporting some really cool bands. So they're supporting, obviously, they're supporting Shikari. Uh, supporting I Prevail. Yeah, the I Prevail tour, I think that's been postponed probably about three times now. So probably the same impact that the Shikari yeah, um, tour Yeah, I'm sure it was had. originally either 2020 or 21, and yeah. then I think it was going to be March this year, but it still got moved on. And they're also supporting, um, which I think would be a really cool sort of thing to do, because we've not done a gig abroad, um, but you all were a big Creeper fan, and mm. they're supporting Creeper in Italy. Oh, are they? Yeah, just oh, a, I think it's a one-off show. Yeah. So that would be really cool to do. Yeah, that's interesting because Creeper are doing some support dates with Shikari in Australia, I think, at the end of the year. Yes, they are. That's just been announced. Yeah, so and the Shikari one, Shikari are doing a big tour again. So they're doing UK, Europe, America, Australia, then Europe again. Mm. So basically all three bands are doing a lot of lot of dates. Yeah, I suppose they've got a bit of a, either a backlog of postponed things or they've just not been able to and they've been working on new stuff and getting out. And, yeah. Because Shikari have not really toured this album until No, this, well, this is the yeah, tour, isn't it? this is the tour, yeah. But yes, that was. Um, I, I just thought it was useful. Might be useful for some people to maybe um, check out any of those venues if they're close by, or mm. honestly go watch as everything unfolds if you get the chance. Same with Trash Boat and obviously Anti Shikari. They're always great. Yeah, and that sums up a great evening. Yep. And if you were there as well, let us know what you thought of it. Yeah, in fact, that would be really interesting. So if anybody was there, let us know if the vocal. If you thought the vocals mm, were off yeah, too, yeah, that as well. Was it just us and was our it, old it, ears? <laughs> I, I don't know if it was when we weren't in our normal position, so I wonder if it could have been perhaps the Could the have angle. been, maybe. But yeah, anyway, let us know if you were there. I'd love to know if yep. you were too. Okay, it's time for our Ready to Mosh recommendation. And this week it's Cassiette. 
So Cassiette has been around actually for a couple of years now. Her debut single, Jean, was out in September 2019. But I didn't really become familiar with her till she did the track with Frank Carter last year, which was yes. Off With His Head. An absolutely amazing track. I absolutely love that yeah, one. Yes, it's a good tune, that one. First time we saw her live was at Download Pilot when she came on stage to do that track with Frank Carter, which was an amazing performance. Yeah, absolutely. Really enjoyed that. Didn't actually get to see her own set at the pilot, but we did see her last November, I think it was. She was supporting, supporting Frank, Frank Carter. Carter. Um, did a really good set herself. She's amazing live. Her vocals are just incredible. Yeah, so um, much range in there. It's fantastic. Yeah, from really deep, gurry growls <laughs> to just, yeah. Yeah, She. I, I think, I mean, Cassia is just only going to get bigger and better. Yeah. Um, much, in, much as we were saying with Lake Malice, um, she she's exactly the same. She's she's going to be huge. Yeah, definitely. Her last single, Mayhem, that definitely had more of a poppy vibe to it, but that did get picked up. I think it was something like Radio One's Record of the Week or yeah, whatever I, they I do on Radio One. I'm not yeah. quite sure, but yeah, and she's got a new single due out. Well, it will be today as this episode goes out, um, the 23rd of May. So, Sad Girls Summer. So, okay. looking forward to hearing that. Um, other songs that I really like are I like Petricor. There's two versions of that, like the heavy original version. Then she's also done like a stripped back, more acoustic version. Mm-hmm. That's an amazing song. And I love Dear Goth as well. That's yeah. just. <laughs> that is a good song. That's a good bop, that one. Yeah, she did a small headline tour earlier this year, which wasn't anywhere near us, unfortunately. So couldn't get along to that. But hopefully she'll have more dates coming up. Is she doing. She, I've not seen her on any of the festival posters this she's year. She's a download. Oh, is she a download this year? Yeah, she's on Saturday on the second stage, either first or second. I can't quite tell from the post. You know, when you've got people side by side, you can't tell. I'm going to be doing a lot of running around then. But yeah, I think that'll be an early start at the arena on Saturday for that one. Yeah. Yeah, really good live. If if you've not seen her before, you need to watch her. Yeah, and just look her up on Spotify. Spotify? Spotify. Um, Yeah, just go check her out. She will be huge. Hopefully full album coming soon as well. Yeah, look forward to that. That'll be be really cool. Yes, that's our shout out this week, Cassiette. Well, that's all from us again this week. So you can find us on Twitter and Instagram if you just search Ready to Moshcast. Give us a like and a follow. And if you also like what you've been listening to, tell people about the podcast. We can't get any bigger without you guys. So just uh, give us a shout out and uh, yeah, give us a like, give us a follow back. And uh, thanks for listening. Hope you've enjoyed it. And we'll be back next week. Make it stop, Moog.